It's time for Tycoons of Small Biz, spotlighting the true backbone of the American economy, the true tycoons of business in America, the owners, founders, and CEOs of small businesses. The show's hosts, Austin Peterson and Landon Mance, are registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker-dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. The views expressed by your hosts, Austin and Landon, are not necessarily the views of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Let's lean in as Austin and Landon connect with this week's Tycoons. Good afternoon, Tycoons, and welcome to today's episode of Tycoons of Small Biz. I'm here as always, Austin Peterson, and with my co-host Landon Mance coming to you live from Las Vegas. We are excited to have in or on the show with us today, Linda Scorzo with Hiring Indicators. Linda is the CEO of Hiring Indicators in Scottsdale, Arizona. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Austin. It's a pleasure to be here, to be here with you and Landon. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. And I'm sure that you meant me, and it's okay that Landon's here, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know you're going to talk about uh, your assessment tool, and we'll we'll obviously get into that and, and the difference between yours and kind of behavioral assessment tools. But it probably will not surprise you if I tell you that on the DISC profile, I'm a high DI. So I'm sure you knew that already, but uh, just thought I'd put that out there. But uh, before we jump into the business side of things, Linda, we always like to have our guests tell a little bit about themselves person- personally. So whatever that means to you, family, upbringing, that sort of thing, we'd love to hear a, a bit about your story, and then we'll we'll jump into the business side of things. Okay. Sure, I'll tell you a little something personally about me. I'm originally from um, Missouri. I moved to Arizona in um, to attend ASU, and I met my future husband on a summer abroad program uh, in Florence, Italy. And he came back with me, and um, we have three beautiful children here in Scottsdale. And I got my undergraduate degree from the W.P. Carey School of Business out of school. I didn't tell you this. I actually started to work for E.F. Hutton um, before I went on to other things in my entrepreneurial world. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So we hadn't talked about this either, but I also met my wife abroad uh, in Belgium and France. So we have that in common as well as uh, my son that's at Arizona State right now in the the journalism school. That's wonderful. I have Three of all three of mine uh, attended ASU, and one actually got the degree in broadcasting and journalism, too. My oldest, um, computer science, the other, and finance, my baby. So, I hesitate to ask this question, to be honest with you, um, because I don't know if I want to know the answer. But your oldest that studied broadcast journalism is he or she doing <laughs> anything with broadcast journalism now? Um, not directly, but. Um, the ability to speak publicly has been a great um, experience, and I, I feel like where you start out isn't where you always end up. Yeah, absolutely. As a guy who has an undergraduate degree in French, I can certainly attest to that. <laughs> well, let's jump in and talk a little bit about hiring indicators. Tell us, tell us what is it, what it is, what it isn't how it got its start and kind of where we are today and and where uh, hiring indicators goes into the future. Okay. Um, 
where did hiring indicators get its start? It is a sister company to a parent company called Car Assessments that is in the Midwest. It is a family business that goes back 30 years in my family, and the business itself goes back to the 60s. Got to start, we talk, you talked about uh, DI as an assessment. So you're familiar with um, the DISC measure of assessments. I'm not sure how familiar your audience is with the assessments. So I thought maybe I'd talk a little bit about the different kinds of assessments that are available. So the DISC is one used by Tony Robbins, which a lot of superstars know that and how he uses that tool to help people work together. Another one is used by the NFL. That's coming up. Um, the draft is coming up. Um, another type of personality inventory that coaches use to understand their players. Um, Carr, going back 55 plus years, has developed what we call a multi-measure in instrument. So it takes um, different kinds of assessments, cognitive, emotional intelligence, personality, problem solving, to test those different data points and report roll it up and report on competencies needed for job success. So I took over the company from my mother in um, six years ago. The assessment company was in great need of updating the, the reporting format that was in existence. So I took it over and created um, a SaaS, a software as a service model, trying to put the power of the assessment into um, our users' hands. Does that give you enough background? Please ask questions and I can elaborate for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that explains it well. I mean, if I were to regurgitate what you said, it was essentially an in-person type of a scenario in the past. And what you've done over the last six years has turned into an opportunity for the business owner or the HR department or whoever it is at that point to use it as a software tool as part of their hiring rather than having to have somebody come in and administer the actual assessment. Is that fair? That's more than fair. Thank you. Very eloquent way of putting it. Thank you. Um, and just a little bit more about the history of, of the science behind it. We're talking um, in the 80s um, at the birth of the internet, really, every sort of assessment that had been administered from the 1960s to then was all done by paper and pencil hand scores. Um, and so then with the internet, the ability to use some other nationally recognized exams your audience, I'm not sure, would be like familiar with the different ones. But CAR vetted several different instruments and put together a medley of assessments to coming up with this bullseye approach to get at job fit for companies and giving them objective data um, to understanding the people that they were hiring, onboarding, or using it at any point in their talent management process. Yeah, I mean, I, I so like you said, I mean, the DISC profile has been around. Uh, if I remember right, the NFL uses the Wonderlicht test. Um, and then there's Strengths Finders. You know, there's there's all these different companies out there that do these behavioral assessments, which are, are beneficial, right? And you obviously don't dispute that. But what you guys do is separate from that. It's are they the right fit for this particular job? not necessarily does their behavior or their personality fit the job. Absolutely. Um, a big distinguishing factor of what we do, um, we, it is 
a valid and reliable instrument is what we call it in the industry. And to do that, like a behavioral assessment, if you could understand that you're asking questions about yourself. And so you're measuring yourself against yourself. So over 50 years, when you're using a multi-measure instrument in a specific role, you develop objective data that said this works in this group of the population. This outlines the algorithm that goes on behind the scenes to define that. I think it's beneficial. So for our audience's sake, I'll just divulge to them that you did share this with me and I went through the the process myself as as though I were being hired for a financial planner position. And it was different than some of these behavioral tests that I've taken in the past. There are some questions that are similar, but it's really also, you know, they're asking certain questions about math, for example, in ours. And I was, you know, you're supposed to do a math equation or a few different math equations in a short period of time in your head or vocabulary or, you know, all these things to assess communication style and ability to deal with, what's the word I'm looking for? Somebody's telling you no, you know, basically being able to deal with all those sorts of things and, and deciding whether or not you're a good fit. Now, for the audience's sake, I scored very high and and that I, and it showed that I would do very well as a financial planner. So that's the good thing. I don't have to be embarrassed about having Linda on the show and, and wondering whether or not I'm actually good at my day job, which is not podcasting, by the way. But uh, I found it insightful, but I did also quite honestly find it stressful because it's, you know, it's timed and you, you start to feel this pressure. Oh my gosh, am I doing this quickly enough? Do I, you know, do I have it? And I think I shared with you when, when the results came in that, my daughter kept walking in because I took it in the evening and dinner was almost ready. She kept walking into my office and asking me these questions. And I'm like, I'm trying to focus on something. But uh, in the end, it was clear to me that it does assess things that are important in my particular job. And as a business owner who hires people, um, and I obviously cross paths with a lot of business owners, I can see how this is very beneficial or would be very beneficial in the hiring process. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. Um, what did you think about the different competencies that were called into the report that gave you a score and told you the results and, you know, a narrative about you underneath those competencies? You, you probably don't have the report up and live, but some of them to refresh your memory were influences and persuades others, acquires technical information, communicates effectively. Those are just three examples of competencies that were measured. Now, those will differ for a call center person. Those aren't required, and they may not take a cognitive measure. So maybe that kind of drives home the point about what a multi-measure is. It's another unique factor of this um, software as a service model. The application itself will only call in to play the tests that are needed to measure that. So it's going, it's, of number of, you know, it could be test A, B, and E. It could be test A, B, C. It could be D, D, H, I. So it's very, very complex what's going on behind the scenes. But don't think your audience really wants to talk about the science behind the scenes. More about, <laughs> more about what could I do with it? What kind of problem could it solve for me? Um, why do people do this in the first place? Why would they come to hiring indicators? Um, our audience, our clientele come to us with high turnover problems, with 
um, with COVID issues and working with a remote workforce and now not being in the same working space with them, how to work collectively and understanding attributes and competencies that are needed for the role. That's why the end result is the reveal report. And I'm glad that you felt that it, it measured you spot on. Well, yeah, I think anybody's going to be happy when it says that you did a good job, right? But no, to answer your question specifically, I thought that the different areas that it assessed were right in line with what it needed to assess for somebody who was going to do what I do for a living, or quite honestly, for anybody that we bring on as an employee. So if Landon and I, we mentioned this before we went on air, we're, we're bringing on a junior advisor right now. It, it's a good idea to make sure that that he actually fits this role. He's been in it for a year and a half in a different area, not inside of our firm. And, and he's floundered a little bit. And I, you know, we've identified, we think it's actually the structure and the support that he needs to be able to be successful. But as a, as a second opinion, I guess, so to speak, it would be great for us to see in writing that he does actually have the tools and we don't just believe he has the tools because he has the licenses and can actually do the job, so to speak. Oh, and I think the report, what the report could also give you is the tool to onboard him, to, to make him successful. So if someone's scoring lower, um, either over time, you learn different ways to become successful in the job. So someone entering your organization, if you, the report is going to highlight where they need support. And so you you have direct eyes on where to go and help them launch and take big strides into becoming successful. And that just translates throughout your organization to you've got a great employee experience through the customer. It just goes through the whole life cycle of the company all the way down to the to the bottom line increasing revenue overall for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Landon's a very deep thinker, so I'm sure that he has all kinds of very deep scientific questions about how it works. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 that's Austin. I, I'm the touchy-feely guy. Austin's the deep thinking, you know, quantitative type guy. But uh, no, I, I did take the, um, I did take the assessment. Although, to be honest, I have not reviewed my results because I have been extremely pressed for time the last uh, couple of weeks, but I, I plan on reviewing them, but I can tell you uh, to everybody that's listening that um, as I went through the assessment, um, I think there was four or five different tests, I, I believe, uh, that were included in the assessment. And as I went through them, um, although I wasn't applying for a job, I actually felt as if I did. And even though I was the only one seeing my results along with you, Linda, um, I, I felt um, almost nervous, Not maybe not nervous is not the right word, but I, I felt as if though that the assessment was so thorough that they, you know, that you would get to know me almost beyond my my own comfort level. So I think uh, the point that I'm making is that I think the assessment does a wonderful job of really uh, getting to know somebody on these different levels. And you've talked about job fit. Um, I'd like you to spend a couple of minutes 
and elaborate on that. I think everyone has an understanding at a very high level of, you know, what is, you know, we, we know what that means, you know, or is someone a good fit, but you take this to a whole level, another level and a whole nother understanding with all your experience. So talk to us about a little bit more about job fit and why, why it's important. Okay. Um, thank you for sharing your experience with the assessment and the results and um, the discovery process and opening yourself up to that um, and, and demonstrating to your audience the validity of the report. So thank you. Why um, is JobFit important? You want to know that your employee is a match for the open position that you have. You want to know how to make them successful so that you can be successful. Job fit equates to predictive performance. How well will they do in the in the job? And here's a report that will help you help them succeed. That's the big importance and differentiator between what um, the reveal application does over the disk. The disk works with behaviors and um, telling groups how to talk to each other. Um, it doesn't give you the competencies needed or the predictive performance report on how this individual will be. So you're, um, imagine if you're a larger um, organization with 700 employees and you have you know, 15 open positions at, at any given time. This application actually also has a mini applicant tracking system in it. So you can have all 15 positions open, invitations out as easy as sending um, an email address, and quickly have a dashboard of information color-coded um, to where they fell in, in scoring on those reports and decide who I want to invite in for an interview, then use that report for an interview to really break open the interview process. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that a lot. It kind of, it's a, it's, a, it's a tool to not just accomplish initially what it's set out to accomplish, but it's also a tool to you know, to use to to open a constructive dialogue when you've identified some key people to actually to interview. Am I understanding that right? Absolutely. Right now, people, um, so many resumes, and we say that the resume is the past of the individual, right? And the interview is the present. And how really do you connect those two pieces? And we think the missing link, um, a big link to help organizations is this assessment. And so having that assessment in that process really helps you leverage that information, point you right to, um, you know, this person doesn't need assistance with direction or, or whatever individual line item was called out. You add that into the interview process and asking the candidate about it to break that open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Austin and I use a tool like that in our own uh, practice. It's called the the Barry, the Business Exit Readiness Readiness Index, and it's essentially is an assessment of a business owner's financial and mental uh, readiness um, as they approach a potential business exit. And we always so, tell them that you know this is not meant to pigeonhole you or to identify you as you know whatever comes out of the assessment. It's simply just a, a conversation starter and a great tool to to open a dialogue to 
get an understanding of kind of, you know, where you stand in relation to, uh, to that. So, um, I'm not familiar with that particular one. Is that in the financial industry? Is that a kind of a hard skill test that you're using? Yeah, I would say it's not necessarily in the financial industry. It's more of a, uh, in the business succession and exit world industry. We have a firm that we work closely with and they develop the tool and we just utilize the tool in our own practice. Again, it's just, it's just meant to get a baseline understanding of where a business owner stands with their mental and financial financial readiness in regards to a, a potential, you know, sale or exit or transition out of their out of their business. I I love to hear that people are using assessments in any sort of way, adding objective information into their process. I I applaud you for that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a great tool, and again, it's just a it's a great conversation starter. So you talked a little bit about about your assessment kind of versus a more behavioral assessment. Maybe talk to that a little bit, you know, why they're different and, you know, how they would be suitable in different situations and why maybe someone would use one over the other, or should they be using both? Or what are your thoughts there? I might be biased, but um, I do think that the only measure they should be using is a competency-based measure because it is scientifically valid and reliable. It measures the soft skills of the individual. It can help a business with their KPIs because it's getting at the knowledge, skills, and abilities of an individual and reporting on competencies rather than an individual personality characteristic or behavior. What do you do with that behavior? You don't need um, another outstanding mark of our our application is the report does not require training. A lot of these other assessments require you to understand how to read the report. We're just putting the power of that information right back in your hands, the user, to um, utilizing it to reduce turnover, to help your groups work more cohesively together while they're working remotely, or Maybe they're making a lateral move um, internally in the organization. And, you know, because you're a, a great sales clerk doesn't mean you're going to be a great manager. I mean, that's the next succession step for that person in the process. So you've got a great employee who's performing in this role and you want to move them up, have them take the assessment and understand how you can best support them and help them be successful as a manager. What are they missing so that they can acquire that? And you can teach to that. Yeah. Austin, I'll let you jump in here. I just want to make one follow-up comment real quick. So you just kind of addressed what what I was going to ask, and I didn't even think about it in this context. But, you know, what about if a business owner has an employee Maybe they've been there six months or six years, and they just really aren't sure if that person is, you know, the right fit moving forward. So you could also you could also use this assessment just kind of like you kind of described, where this is not just not not necessarily just for a new hire, 
but this is for an existing employee to one, determine maybe if they should stay with the company at all, or two, to determine if this is a good person to uh, to promote or to move into a different role. Do you see businesses using it in that way as well? Absolutely. Um, businesses use it in a variety of ways. Um, our tagline is get, helping you get the right people in the right seat. Mm-hmm. And so, and another for your audience, we're working throughout the talent management process. So as you said, it's not just for hiring. That's another benefit of this application. You can use it throughout the employee life cycle. So whether it's at performance reviews or in transitioning into a new role, are they going to be a good fit? That's why helping businesses get the right people in the right seat. And so that report will give you that information to help you. And some organizations use it um, in, in the slant that they weight certain competencies that are critical or more important to them. And so in, in a report, I think your report maybe had 10 competencies that it was reporting on. There may be one absolutely must-have that if there's a low score there, that may be you know, a decision breaker for a company. Some, everyone uses it. There's a lot of bandwidth in the way you can use the product. A lot of valuable, insightful information about the candidate in the report. Yeah, there's there's one thing that you said that stuck out for me is is I don't remember the exact phrasing, but you said something to the effect of a, a resume tells you about somebody's past. Mm-hmm. This tells you about their present, right? And you know, we're like I said, we're bringing on this junior advisor, but we're also adding a member of our administrative staff right now. And I've reviewed over the last five days thirty some odd resumes that came through, and a couple things that stuck out for me were. I can I can look past maybe two or even three jobs in 2020 because they may have been let go due to COVID or you know whatever. But if I've got short stints at jobs for going back the past five to seven years where they're six months at the same job, even though they have the skills necessary or it would appear that they have the skills necessary to fill the job, doesn't mean that they're the right fit for the job, right? And and so, yeah, it's just that that just dawned on me that, you know, there's so many people that have just been whatever sales clerk, administrative assistant, whatever role you're you're thinking of. They've done it for 10 years. And so they know how to do it. But maybe it's not the right fit for them, period. And so that kind of makes me think that, you know, companies like I don't even know if they're around anymore, but like the old monster dot com or Indeed or, you know, these job boards or. uh, what do they call the community organizations like the workforce services, employment services, you know, locally that help people find jobs that they should be using this type of a software because they might think that they want to do X, but maybe they don't really have what it takes to do X and they're a better fit for Y. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> And another tangent of of utilizing a report like this, think of the harmonious team when you have a team that works together, when you have the, you understand the competencies and you're all aligned and you've got the right person in the right seat. It just becomes a well-oiled machine, your organization. So I would encourage people to use them, you know, 
starting in the hiring process throughout, as I mentioned, the talent management process and when it comes up for performance review and looking for a lateral position. A lot of our clients used it during COVID because they had to resume and absorb different jobs because of cut layoffs, et cetera, as you mentioned. So it's been valuable to people. I mean, 2020, as everyone knows, was a very challenging year for everyone, but the tool actually became another resource for people in a way that I hadn't actually imagined. It was, you know, traditionally on the front end in the hiring process. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think over the last 30 minutes or so, you've done a good job of, of explaining why somebody should use this service. Um, but let's just kind of have you close out the show for us in saying, what makes your report stand out? Because I'm guessing there are probably some other companies out there that have similar services anyhow. So let's talk about the, the report that you guys have and what makes that stand out. And then how does somebody get started with using this service for the for the reveal report and connecting with hiring indicators? How does our report again? It, it comes back to the kind, the type of assessment being used. That um, the science behind the report itself is why you should use it. It's predicting job fit. Not a lot of companies can say that. Um, that pool is very very narrow, and it's reporting. It's in the SaaS application, the software as a service application that um, is on demand, purchase what you need, and um, you're off to the races and, and going. Your candidate experience is mobile ready. You can, you can rest easy as a business owner knowing that you they have access to it from their phone and can take it quickly on the fly, especially with um, more and more people, I probably the entire <laughs> workforce has a cell phone these days. So it's mobile ready. Um, it's job specific. The competencies are tied to each role. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, what's called in for a financial advisor will vary from a call center support service person. What else can I tell you about the instrument? Um, it's incredibly affordable. I, I'm a big believer in having data to help in the hiring process or at any point in the process to understanding your workforce, to helping organizations um, become more successful. Larger organizations have most likely been exposed or familiar with assessments. It's the small to mid-sized businesses that are growing that really their HR is probably not there yet. And so probably when they're about 75 people to a thousand people is really when assessments could really help them grow and scale. This is a tool for even enterprise folks. We have inter enterprise clients. It's just usually when you're working with that audience, they are already, as you said, introduced by another one and familiar, comfortable with the process. But more than likely, they have to be trained and do, um, when I say training, um, it may be upwards of $3,000 per person to understanding how to read the report. Our report is very succinct. It's two to three pages. The report itself at the dashboard has the roll-up immediate score at the top, and then it breaks it down into those individual competencies that we reported on. And then it has a section called strengths 
and another section called Opportunities for Growth. All of those areas, great opportunities to breaking open that interview process, helping you onboard a, a new employee. So if I'm, a, if I'm a business owner or an HR department that happens to be listening to the show today, what's the best way to interact with you and, and get started with the reveal process? Um, go directly to the website, um, www.hiringindicators.com. There is a contact us tab. You can use the Kinsley widget to get a demo scheduled with one of our teams. There's our phone number underneath the contact us tab. Or if you're ready, you're experienced, you already know what you want, um, you can go directly to the plan um, resources tab and there's a free trial going on. We offer, we're so sure that you're going to um, approve and see the value in this product that we're offering 10 free assessments for 14 days. So you could actually often go on and create your own user account and invite these two open positions via that. You wouldn't even need me to do that. Totally free. That's great. Very cool. Know. Very cool. Well, Linda, I, I have one question in closing. Uh, you know, as you know, Austin and I, we 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 focus uh, primarily on on serving private business owners, and we we talk a lot about business succession and exit planning and help them to plan for that. So. What what is the what's the future look like for your company? Very bright. Um, we help um, companies in succession planning as well. I am working with some clients specifically who've been, you know, in positions for thirty years and are rounding the curve to retire, and so they utilize the assessment to understanding measuring themselves. We didn't really touch on benchmarking and getting at high performers. It's another utilization of this application. But when you're in succession planning and you've got to replace a key player, um, assessments play a big role. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Thank you. Um, Linda, lastly, if people want to uh, connect with you uh, individually, can you just share with us really quickly how we, you know, find you on uh, LinkedIn or, you know, if they want to find sure, your LinkedIn, out, connect with me there. Um, my email is Linda at hiringindicators.com. Welcome. Love to speak to our users and people interested. Be happy to set up a demo and, and do it personally myself with them. Fantastic. Well, Linda, that was a great conversation. Definitely some great takeaways for, for Austin and I and uh, for our listeners. I have no doubt of that. So. Thank you very much for joining us today. And we look forward to hearing more about your future success. Thank you both very much for having me. You've been listening to Tycoons of Small Biz, proudly hosted by Austin Peterson and Landon Mance. Austin and Landon are comprehensive financial planning professionals specializing in financial, estate, and succession planning for small business owners. Austin and Landon have offices in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Las Vegas, Nevada, and represent clients in 14 states throughout the country. Join Austin, Landon, and the Featured Tycoons live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. right here on Business Radio X and your favorite podcast platform.